What's up to my freelancers and creatives? This is Nathan with another episode of Freelance Jumpstart TV. And in this episode, I'm really gonna just jump right into it. Um, I had the opportunity to travel to New Orleans, Louisiana, and I spoke at a conference called WordCamp NOLA. So WordCamps are really different conferences around the country in which you focus really on WordPress, those who make a living using WordPress or they're bloggers of some sort, developers. And I had the time to sit down and the opportunity to speak to a group of developers and business professionals. And we talked about pricing and value. The whole goal of this talk is really just to understand a little bit of my journey to understand what pricing is. So when I first started pricing as a freelancer, I didn't know what to do. So I played it by ear, but it wasn't until I discovered what my value was really worth that I saw I was missing out on like $9,000. Right before we get into the video, if you wanna see the show notes for this particular episode, you can go to freelancejumpstart.tv slash 47, because this is episode 47, and you can see the show notes for this episode. And I don't wanna hold you up any further. Here is my talk from WordCamp NOLA. Just before we start, let me ask a uh, general question. Here's like a developer, you work with WordPress, you use it in your business. Like everybody, it's the developer's track, what you think? Okay, who's like a blogger maybe, or maybe you do some type of coaching, consulting online. Okay, that's pretty much the room. Okay, so we got those two types of people. All right. All right, if we're good, then I'll get started. All right. Yeah, so um, I'm Nathan, Nathan Lote. I'm a freelance web designer and uh, I'm self-taught, uh, pretty much just looked on the internet and fumbled around, made a lot of mistakes and got to a point to where I was confident enough to start a business. So we got lots of things to cover today. We're gonna be talking about pricing, a little bit of my pricing journey of how I started to get confidence in my pricing and a few strategies that may work with you in your business. So just a little bit about me. Uh, that's me, I just have a beard now, so same. Uh, pretty much, I went to Baylor University in Waco. Uh, my whole goal there was to be an engineer. So I did applied mathematics and engineering because I liked creating things. I liked taking something, an idea that didn't exist and making it a real thing. So that was my whole thing there. And I graduated, came back to Houston, Texas, where I'm from. And a friend was like, hey, you should look at, why are you looking for jobs? You should look at HostGator. This is back in 2009 now, but you should look at, <laughs> You should look at HostGator. So I started working there. A lot of smart people at the company. Uh, learned a lot. And that's also when I was first introduced to WordPress, right? So a lot of people were using WordPress. And back then, it was more geared towards blogging. You know, it's evolved. And it's, it can be whatever you want it to be, to be honest. It's more of a content management system. So uh, customers kept asking, how do you build a website? How do you build a website? And all we really did was support the server environment. So. From there, I started looking at how do you build a website? So I started just reading tutorials, uh, trying to learn, practicing, making mistakes, fumbling around in Photoshop. Then, uh, you know, I got confident enough to make a site, started my own business, freelancing in Focus Media. And I actually did some freelance work with Envato. And when I worked with Envato, they said, hey, as a bonus, you have access to all of our tutorials on Touch Plus. I said, oh, cool. So then I started reading their tutorials and I learned things wrong. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that, okay. So got a little better, added some things to my repertoire, continued to grow. Then I did not know what I didn't know as far as business. Uh, I had the technical side down, the business. All I had was math and science, so that's all I had. So I went to U of H to get my MBA 
in uh, marketing analysis and digital marketing. And my favorite class in there was pricing strategies, where they literally talked about how businesses created and formed uh, pricing around products. So that was very instrumental to me and it stood out. And I just took everything I learned from that experience and started applying it to my freelance business. I started to see change, right? So at least today you can catch me at NathanLote.com and I have a podcast where I talk about freelancing on a weekly basis. So that's a little bit about me. And I wanted to start with this thought uh, just before we dive in and talk about pricing that you are valuable and you need to learn, I learned the hard way, but you need to learn that you need to give yourself a raise. Uh, because if you don't, no one else is going to do it for you. Uh, the reason I put that up there is, uh, you know, working regular jobs nine to five, the idea is I'll work hard, they'll see my work and just give me a raise. You know, that's the thought. But in actuality, things don't always go like that because you're working for yourself. So you have to learn to give yourself a raise if you're freelancing and working. So just to get into it, does anybody know what this is? <laughs> Who said that? So the first person said, I heard it said Big Mac. I wish I had a prize, I'd give you one, but uh, <laughs> you're right. So yeah, it's, it's a Big Mac, you're close, you're close. And I'll tell you why. I actually used to work at McDonald's too in high school, so I'll tell you why. Um, so back when I was in college, uh, I had a friend, he called me, he said, he's like, Nathan, hey, can I get a ride at McDonald's? I said, just to let you know, I don't have any money. He's like, all right. So we, we drive to McDonald's, he only had $2 on him. And he, we pull up to the drive through window and he says, uh, yeah, let me get a double cheeseburger on a sesame seed bun, add lettuce and Big Mac sauce, and put a bun and put it in between the two pieces of meat. And the people were like, what? And he repeated his order. He said, I want a double cheeseburger on a sesame seed bun, add lettuce, Big Mac sauce, and put a bun in between. And we pulled up and he had pretty much a Big Mac, kind of. And it seemed like a way, I was like, okay. I was embarrassed because I used to work at McDonald's. I did the drive-through and I was like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm annoyed and I'm not even working there <laughs> that you did this. And you know, he pulled up and he said, hey, uh, thank you for making that, I appreciate it. You know, it was only $1.06, he said, I appreciate it. But do you mind giving me a free drink and you know, a free drink and fries? They rolled their eyes and they gave it to him. <laughs> now, that story is funny. So, so he got a whole meal, a value meal, right, for a dollar. Now, that story's funny, and you know, whatever, and I think about it and I laugh. But honestly, that's what I was doing in my business. I was wanting a certain value, but giving it away for free in the name of good customer service, in the name of, well, maybe they'll come back and work with me in the future, in the name of, I don't want to lose the project. You know, that was my thought and my idea. I was literally doing this. This is a picture of the prices, right? This is contestants row. And they called in people from the audience and they come down and say, how much is this toaster? And then they guess. They say, I don't know this. And whoever's the closest without going over, they get picked to go to the next round. This is somewhat of the auction mentality. And what I mean by that is, you know, go to an auction, they say, how much is this? And people just pull out numbers out of anywhere and come up with ideas. And the problem with this is, this is what I was doing with my pricing. I was letting Customers, opinions, thoughts, influences, what have you, uh, really drive, you know, the pricing I was setting for different things. Now, I had experience on the web, and I even learned how to make WordPress themes, and I even learned how to customize themes that already exist, and I knew all this stuff, but I was still letting them determine what the price was. And the problem with this is, 
it was limiting my income because I had a fear and an anxiety of if I price too high, I don't want to scare them off. If I price too low, well, they'll probably book with me, but then I'll do all this work for less. I might as well just go work, go work a regular job, get an extra job. I don't need that. So, but really it was my fears and anxiety that was doing this. And I used to fear the question of how much does a website cost? I hated this. Did you all get that question? <laughs> and I hate this question because it's like, how much does a house cost? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, there's houses for 30K and then there's houses for 30 million. It depends. What do you want? Right. But I, I was really fearful of this question because I knew whatever I said, I would either scare them or they would book. You know, that was my fear. And it was a fear because I thought pricing was a decision. How much does a website cost? Well, let me decide what to charge you. But really, pricing is not a decision. It's a strategy. Pricing is not a decision. It's a strategy. And based upon what strategy you're going with, that will determine what your price will be. Right. So there's nothing wrong with creating themes and selling them for fifty dollars. It's just that's a strategy choice. I just want to go for volume. And there's nothing wrong with making a custom Word, WordPress site or any type of site for that matter in saying 20K. It depends. What's the strategy you're going for? And honestly, I was going to write down, uh, I was, you know, when I was making this presentation, I was thinking I had all these equations in mind. I, you know, I did mathematics in the past. So I was going to say, well, let me come up with an equation for hourly rate and for equation for flat rate fee so people can just look at it, plug in numbers and get a number. That's what I was going to do, but taking a step back from there, pricing is really just these two things. How do you want people to perceive you in a market? Like what position are you taking? And then secondarily, it's your confidence in your skills. You know, uh, what's the difference between a $2,000 website and $20,000 website? You know, a lot of it just has to do with, are you, do you have confidence in your skills to do that? And my belief is many of us who are working with WordPress who care enough to come to a WordCamp probably have more skills than the average, probably. So just having confidence in what your skills are. So really, instead of the question of how much does a website cost, I started looking and asking myself, how much are my websites worth that I've already made? I didn't know how to answer this question. And there's a different perspective for me. So. Uh, I made a website and I wanted to know what it was worth truly. Uh, this, this, is, this is in the past, I had, so I had this flashback. And I made a website, uh, I, you know, I made it pretty well, and I charged $1,000 for it. Now, in my mind, I, I had a job and I was moonlighting as a freelancer, so to me, I'm like, $1,000, it's an extra $1,000. It's great, you know, I, I got extra $1,000. So I made a website and I started calling around. I called different freelancers. I called different agencies. I called web design studios. It was pretty much all over the U.S. I was calling different places. And I called one web design studio, a studio of about three people, and I asked them, how much do you charge for this? And this was the website I built. I said, I want a website just like this one. What would you charge? Uh, any guesses what they would say? Five, five what? Wow. Okay. 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 She looked. She, well, we made the presentation together because yes, they uh, they charge five grand, and I was like, oh. But they said we're starting at five grand. We're gonna start you at. They said no less than five grand. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I was like, oh, my website's worth five grand, but I didn't get five grand. I got a thousand. So then I called an agency, 
And I asked the agency, uh, hey, you know, how much would you charge to make this? And it was my website. And they said, well, it's going to be about $8,000, but, you know, um, you know, we give you a hosting environment and, and servers and we do just, just for support. You know, it's going to be about a recurring price of, you know, $200 a month. So at the end of the year, maybe it'll be something a little north of $10,000. Ah, oh, my website's worth $10,000. That's nice. Okay. But I only got $1,000. So really, it was a change in mentality for me. I thought I made an extra $1,000 when in actuality, I missed out on $9,000. This is not a contrast to say, everybody go charge $5,000 now today. No, that's not what I'm saying. But really, it made me think that, am I giving away too much value? Um, because I remember when I even first started working with WordPress and trying to build confidence, I used to... I was on all those websites, Upwork, or it wasn't Upwork, but anyway, but Upwork, freelancer.com, you know, Odesk, and I was, you know, offering my services to install WordPress, to transfer WordPress, to I'll, let me do a security check. So there are different things that I was offering, just all included, and not really capturing what the value was. I was just kind of giving away everything. So pretty much, this is somewhat what was happening to me, and uh, this is a quote from Lauren Hooker, uh, you know, she's a web designer as well. I actually met her here in New Orleans. And, you know, when you price too low, you know, you run the risk of people not taking you seriously. And that's what was happening to me. Uh, like I said, $1,000, uh, it's okay. But what was happening to me is people were not taking me seriously. I remember one client I worked with, I gave them a price. This is, you know, back then, I gave them a price. And they were saying, are you sure you can do this? They just kept asking me that. I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? I was like, are you sure? And I was like, why do you keep asking me that? This is why they were asking me that, because it seems so low. Can you really do it? Let, let's be honest. If I said, hey, I have a new MacBook Pro, 15 inch, it's all yours, $2. <laughs> you start thinking something's wrong with it. What happened? Did you break it? Is it refurbished? What's going on? Is it, is it, is it just the casing? You start asking questions. That's pretty much what I was doing with my pricing. This is a quick example. Um, you can do this with anything. Um, I have a y-axis on the price, and the x-axis is somebody's willingness to pay for something. And pretty much it creates segments in a market. And when you look at pricing and willingness to pay, so let's just take this for example. Uh, luxury is someone who I'll pay a lot, and I don't mind paying a lot. Give me a hookup is I'm trying to save money, I don't want to pay a lot, and yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't really want to pay either. Just just can you hook me up? We're friends. You know, we went to school together. We didn't meet. But can you hook me up with something uh, looking for a deal? That's somebody who's in between. You know, I'll pay a little more, but mm, it has to be a deal. You know, it has to be a deal. Opportunistic. These are people who are on the fence. They might pay a lot or they might just be mid range. But you have to convince them that you're worth it. Right. And because I didn't choose a target segment of what I was going for, people put me in a category. They just put me in a category and they were putting me down here. Even though my work was the equivalent of the 5,000, the 10,000, because I didn't choose a target, they just automatically said, he's down there. And that's where they put me. And pretty much, people will always put you in a box. At the very least, you know, give them a box to put you in, right? So they're gonna categorize you somewhere on your level of skill. You, it's better for you to say, okay, let me create that category and create that perception and position myself this way so that at the very least when I give my pricing quote, 
they're fine with it. And what I mean by positioning yourself is, uh, no, no offense if anybody's doing this, I'm speaking to my past self, so I'm going to talk to my past self. Uh, you know, Nathan, you want to charge a lot, but you're over here, you know, using a Gmail account. You know, your website branding is a little weak. Um, you know, you, you don't really do a lot of work with your portfolio. You just slap it up on a website. You don't even really communicate what you did. But you want, you know, $10,000. It doesn't make sense. So, you know, I had to do things to change. So I started looking at different pricing strategies and structures and things we were talking about in my MBA classes. And I was trying, how can I apply this to life of a freelancer? And these are some of the things I settled on. You know, hourly pricing, we're all familiar with that. You know, pretty much uh, your hourly rate and then how long did it take you to do it, right? Uh, flat rate pricing, you come up with an amount and that's just the one price and you do whatever the work is for. I like that model, but you need hourly based pricing to determine that. So they work a little hand to hand. Uh, value based pricing, something new I was hearing about, sounded cool. It's like, hey, you know, you can get 10,000 if the person has a lot of money. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, I guess, I don't know. So, but I was, I was researching this and then, you know, price anchoring, uh, pricing with options. I mean, we've all been to web pricing websites and they give you options of a what to buy, but I wasn't using that in my business. I was just, you know, pretty much giving one price or working hourly. So that's pretty much how I was going at it. So I started experimenting with different pricing and I did an experiment well, I said, let me just start trying things. So different clients would come. I just would give them an arbitrary price. because I'm just testing things out, you know, whatever. Maybe I hit a home run, just throwing different things out there just to test it. And I did a test with one client. I already built their website. It was a nonprofit out of Atlanta. Um, you know, I already built their website. It was good. They said, hey, we have one more change for you. Uh, but we, we need you to update a website on a Windows server. I said, oh, I don't like Windows. But, uh, you know, it was okay. And it was very small, just a quick change, it was a content change. So I was like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not gonna charge a lot. And I said, well, wait a minute, let me run an experiment. So what I did is I, I gave him a choice. I said, okay, I can do that work for you, I'd be happy to help. Uh, it will be $75 an hour to make this change or just 250. What do you think? And they said, well, uh, 250. So I'm like, all right, your choice, thank you. Uh, I did the work, and how long do you think it took me to do? Just I know this is arbitrary, but just guess. Uh, it, took, it took 40 minutes, and that's really me looking to see how it was set up. It took 40 minutes. Okay. And that's great. So really, effectively, I was working at a pricing rate that was higher, but I learned a little bit from that. And I learned that, well, if I had went with hourly-based pricing, it would have been $75, right? About, you know, I would have been $75. So, okay. And if I, I went with the flat fee, so cool. So, but I learned, well, I would have lost money if it was hourly, but if it took a long time and it was flat fee, I would have lost money too. So what I learned is if you're going to do hourly based pricing, try your best to work at a minimum amount of hours. So say, yeah, I'll do that for you, but it's going to be a minimum of at least two hours. If you finish it in 40 minutes, I don't know, find something else to do. Uh, go through a list of recommended plugins. Just look for opportunities, right? And I also saw that if I'm going to use flat rate pricing, then I have to know how long it's going to take me. And the only way to really figure that out is to, on your next job or whatever you do, you have to time yourself. Um, there's a service called Toggle. I think it's T-O-G-G-L.com. It's free. So you just time yourself. How long does it take you to do everything? The research, the considering, the looking at different themes, if they're starting at that. Time yourself. 
And then, you know, do the work and then ask yourself, okay, if what am I comfortable with making per hour? Did I at least meet that, right? And price anchoring was something new that I tried. I gave the client a choice and they chose on their own. And price anchoring is cool because how do you sell a $500 TV? Does anybody know? How do you sell a $500 TV? Start at seven. True. Start higher and then like, you know, but you put it next to a $5,000 TV. You knew, didn't you? See, we're here. We made. Yeah. See, we're here. We made a presentation together. And uh, so you put it next to something higher and it, it, people say, oh, it's, it's cheaper. But I, I just gave them a choice. I'm like, you choose. Which one do you want? If I if I had taken a loss, then fine. I took a loss. I was doing research trying to figure it out. So that left one more. So I had, and I'll go back to this just real quick. So I had, you know, my, my defaults for what I was working on. If it's hourly, I need to have a minimum. And, I, and you know, they know I'm working and I'm going to time myself. If it's flat rate, you know, okay, I need to time myself, which I started doing. And I need to be comfortable with saying that's going to be 4,000, that's going to be 2,000 or whatever. I need to be okay with that. But I started also always giving people options. Just, I just started always giving options because at the least... Price anchoring shifts people's mindset from saying yes or no if they want to work with you to which choice am I going to choose? You know, you walk into the superstore or something like that. You say, oh, bananas, 10 for a dollar. Well, this banana is two dollars by itself. I'm going to buy 10 bananas. You didn't even go in there for bananas. What are you talking about? But they use this on us all the time. Consumerism. They're using it on us. So it's not a manipulation, but it's really just, look, I can help you these couple of ways you choose. And it, it started increasing everything that I was doing. So I started looking at value-based pricing. I'm like, okay, that just leaves this one. What do I do with this? So with value-based pricing, you price based on the value that you're offering, not necessarily the price you're coming up with. And this is very in-depth, but I'm going to try to simplify it really quick uh, due to lack of time. So I had a friend contact me and they said, Nathan, my site is hacked, man. I got this thing on my website, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, calm down. Let me see what's going on. And, you know, they were using WordPress at the time. It was some malware issue. Um, I was going to say as usual, but that just tends to happen sometimes when you don't update uh, WordPress or what have you. So I was like, all right, let me look at it. I looked at it, uh, got rid of the code, fresh install, put all the things back, uh, got it, submitted it to Google. They removed it and it was back active. It took a day and a half. And that's pretty much we were waiting on Google. He said, Nathan, ah, thank you. I was like, don't worry about it. You know, you're my friend. Don't worry about it. And he's like, well, I have to give you something. Here's $300. Uh, why do you want to pay me $300? He's like, I don't know. And it reminded me, just like I was kind of making up my pricing in the past, clients don't know what to pay. They're going to make up something, too. So we have to be the ones as creative professionals to set that standard. So I said, don't pay me $300. But I do have some questions for you. Uh, you know, how many inquiries do you get a day? I asked him, you know, how much, you know, do, how do you mainly get clients? He said, well, they fill out a form on the website. I said, okay. How many do you get a day? One. I said, okay, cool. So just before I get into the next slide, explain that. Th this is what I mean. Clients don't necessarily know what to pay. So if you give them an opportunity to pay you less, they will. Like I said earlier, I charged $1,000. They paid me $1,000. That's not bad. But I missed out on more that was there because I just didn't know what to price. So Give people opportunity to pay you less, they will. I mean, let's be honest. You go to the restaurant, it's good, you'll tip, but it's very rare that you'll say, this is so good, I'm going to just continue to pay you triple. Every time I come, that's not going to happen. 
So I started asking questions and said, okay, you get about one lead a day, great. Um, it's about seven a week? Like, yeah, okay, about 28 leads in a month? He's like, yeah. I said, okay, so how many do you book in a month? Well, well, about one a week, if you will. About one, yeah, around 15%, okay, okay. What is the average amount you get per client? He said, uh, 3,000. All right, okay, cool. Uh, so you said you get about one a week, so that's four in a month, so you make 12,000 in a month, about? Like, yeah, sure. I said, okay, well, let's divide that by 30. So you make 400, your website is pulling in $400 a day, right? He's like, yes. And I said, okay, you wanted to offer me 300? What would have happened if like you didn't call me and it just stayed inactive? He's like, I don't know, it just would have been inactive and eventually, I don't know, if it took a week, I would have just paid $1,000. And I was like, well, give me $1,000 then, <laughs> you know? But, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but the whole point of that was I saw in his face, he paused and he thought and he realized Nathan's telling the truth. He's not trying to get more money out of me, but my website really is worth $400 a day and he got it up in a day and a half. I probably should have paid him. If it just sat there, I would have lost close to $3,000. So that when value-based pricing, the whole model behind that is literally you have to show the customer how what you're providing will make them money and you have to just ask certain questions. And when you ask those questions, then they can see, okay, if I pay you 10,000, I'm going to make 30. So I don't mind paying you 10. But if you just go in there and say 10,000, they're like, why am I gonna pay you 10,000 for? So just, and it works on any level, right? Uh, hey, if I, get, you know, how many website visitors do you want? I want 2,000 a month. Okay, right now you're getting zero. So if I do better than zero, <laughs> so just proving what that value is. So once again, knowing your value is one thing, communicating it is another. And that was where I faulted in the past. Like I said, I was giving away so much. I wasn't communicating everything that I was doing. You know, people just assumed, oh, a website, cool. They, they tended to assume that it was a website, that the graphics came with it, that I'm gonna edit for them and do copywriting. They also assume that I'm gonna back it up automatically. They also assume that if it gets hacked, I'm gonna take care of it. Those are the things that we have to talk about up front that are value added things, but if you don't say anything, it's just assumed. So I used to think pricing is hard. Pricing is not hard. Pricing is a process. And if you're, no matter where you're at in the process, that's normal, that's natural. But again, ask yourself, where do you want to position yourself in the market? So really just have some key takeaways. Know your value. And what I mean by that is know the business problem that you're solving. Uh, so no matter what it is that you do, say, I'm in the business of solving what problem? Not just building a website, because that's, I'm building you an online business, right? So you got to ask yourself, what are you doing? Position or reposition yourself in your niche. Like I said, they threw me in a category. It was, a, you know, give me a hookup category. Where do you want to be? And start positioning and changing things about your business. And even call professionals that are leaders in that area and just ask them questions, right? So besides that, also just experiment. Uh, you may find a pricing strategy that works best for you. Uh, I know of a person out of Canada. They do everything hourly based, but their hourly based price is about 200 an hour. And they did some calculation to get that. That's not wrong either. And always give options when you're presenting something. Hey, I can do this for you. I can um, update all your WordPress and give you know, all your plugins, make sure security is straight. Or I can take it a step further and back up everything for you. Here are these two pricing options. What do you want to choose? So. If you want to go deeper, I made this link for you all. Uh, due to lack of time, I couldn't go too deep in any area, but at this link, if you go there, 
uh, you can go deep, deeper in any of those areas and find out more. So that's what we have. And thank you. I think uh, what we got. All right, we have some time for some questions. So if you want to ask any questions, feel free. Remember, I don't know everything. I'm still in this process as well. Uh, and I'm still working things out also. So we're, we're here. But yeah, any questions? Do you have any advice for people, say, who have no idea where to start finding and approaching clients? Got you. Uh, like where to find clients at? Yeah. OK. And what's, a good, what's a good way to, to broach the subject? Gotcha. There's a couple different ways to do that. Uh, the biggest thing I would say is, again, ask yourself, where do you want to position yourself in a market? As I showed in that, uh, we can even go back to it. As I showed in that, ask yourself, where do you want to position yourself? And also in what area, right? In what area? And then from there, find out where those people are. So if I, I've been doing a lot of more websites for creative entrepreneurs, um, who are trying to start their own business. So then I may need to go to a conference. I may need to go to a meetup, go to meetup.com, find out where they are, and just really find out some of the things that they need, right? And then you can easily network and say, well, I can help you with that, and just get the conversation started. I used to, I went to, I used to go to, um, I think it's afterwork.com. Is that what it's called? It's like after, afterworknetworking.com. And I would go to networking events and talk to people and just let them know I had a service to offer. And then sure enough, when they needed me, they called me. So just networking, that doesn't mean in person all the time. That's online as well. But find out where people are hanging out. You know, you can join an online community or a Slack group. They have a lot of free ones as well. Just find out what people need and say, OK, let me cater to whatever need I want to focus on. Is that OK to answer your question? OK. Thank you. Any other? Yeah, in the back. Um, I'm always curious about value value-based pricing. The example you gave was a guy has a site that's cash flowing. Mm -hmm. You saved him a certain amount of money and you up the proportion of that money saved that you took. But it always feels a lot harder to me um, when you're like talking to a client about what you hope their site's going to get. True. Let's say you're right. Book and he wants to get sales for it. Mm -hmm. How many sales do you want? And he's like, uh, a million. And you're like, a million sales? That's $9 million. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're just throwing numbers around, or that's, that's where I sort of get stuck. Do you have any Yeah, uh, no, I'm with you on that. I, I still feel that way myself. I don't know, I've sat in a room and see people pay exorbitant amounts for websites, so I'm like, mm, you have to know you're taking a risk. And I'm taking a risk, too, because maybe I price, oh, you know, $5,000, and the book takes off, and you do awesome. I didn't get any extra money. In that, uh, I would recommend being a little more creative in the pricing. Uh, Curtis McHale... He's uh, out in Canada. He does a good job of this. Uh, one thing that he does is he starts giving stipulations. He says, hey, I'll work with you and the base price will be this. But based upon your performance, I will get some type of extra pay. And, but normally when he does do, he's like, hey, I want to help you build your community, build your book sales. Great. But I'll charge you five thousand. However, you have to email your list. You have to build an emailing list. You have to email them every week. You have to do. He starts listing out things. And if they don't do those things, he's like, you have to pay me, keep paying me 100 a month until you do them. <laughs> you know? and, and that sounds funny, but people did it. They laughed, but they actually did it. And he's like, OK. And if you reach a certain threshold, I also get a bonus. And he's like, I'm working with you. I'm not going to just do it and back off. I want you to be successful. So you have to be a little more creative 
and give them an incentive to do better, if you will. And I'm still playing around with that as well. But I mean, I'm creating value, you know, if nothing else, based upon what else I see in the market. So I actually worked and did a website for an author and that came up. And I was like, well, regardless, your site looks just like Michael Hyatt's. I know there's some value there, right? I, I mean, book sales, I'm not selling books for you. So, you know, he just had to come along and just take that risk and invest in his business. So position yourself as an investment, not an expense. Eli, yes. Um, I think something that I struggle with as a freelancer is like the demand to expand my capacity to make myself attractive. Um, I think there are probably, like, I, I think I do have the capacity to be a salesperson, to offer creative solutions as a consultant, mm -hmm. to do things like what you're just suggesting. But for people who are like more niche, like someone who's like, I write code, mm -hmm. what, what can you do to package something where you don't act as a consultant, like a business consultant, to add value? Well, you don't act as a consultant, or you do. You just want to, you know, you want to get work, but you offer this one thing. Oh, definitely. That's exactly where I moved towards. So I didn't just, so, you know, everything I learned in my MBA, I was thinking, it's just sitting there. If I don't use it, it's a waste. So I started, and I'm still doing this today, and it's a part of the price I give. I say, yes, I can do the website for you. But the problem I solved that I was ignoring was I was building websites, but I wasn't giving people a solution on how to get traffic there, right? So that's what they really want. Yes, they want a website, but they want people to come. So I started offering those things, but it's like, hey, I can make this website for you, but I can also give you the strategy to get people there. But those are two different prices, that's up to you. And then they started choosing what well, I worked with you. And then we meet, we may meet every uh, once a month or we may meet every two weeks and I give them things to do. And it's just position yourself as an expert. If you don't want to go through that whole process, just start teaching what you know. Just start teaching what you know. Mackenzie Child, Mackenzie Child, he's on YouTube. Uh, he just started teaching coding on Ruby on Rails, and that just brought him clients. So if you just teach whatever you know, no matter how small it may be, those little things that the clients don't know, they'll say, man, this, this guy knows what he's talking about. This girl knows what she's talking about. I think I see value in their advice beyond doing a job. So, yeah. Well, hold on real quick. How much time do we have left? Because five minutes? We have five minutes in here? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, keep the question. Keep the question going. Oh, the next one starts in five minutes. So we have to get out? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'll hang out in the happiness bar. Uh, I said, ha yeah, happiness bar, whatever. I'll hang out around here and just ask me questions. So, uh, and we can, we can talk right now. But no, thank you all for listening. Like I said, uh, the last link, if you didn't write it down, let me go there. You can write it down and go deeper into this information. Thank you. Thank you.